I want to <clears throat> deal with something on this this Sunday, this Let's Talk series. And I want to speak about clear sight. Sometimes we get a foggy vision. Sometimes we get a distorted vision. And I want to rectify that. I want to change that because there's no way you can live a productive life with a foggy vision. You can't. You have to see things clearly. The Bible says in John 10.10, 10, the thief comes not. This is important. The thief comes not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Now watch what Jesus says. Now he's talking. But I am come that they might have life. I'm not here to steal. I'm not here to kill. I'm not here to destroy. I'm not here to condemn. I'm come that they might have, they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. The abundant life. So I want to see this clearly. I want to understand it clearly. I don't want to have a fog vision or a veiled vision because Satan, sometimes people don't want to mention his name because they don't believe in him. But hear me, you may not believe in Satan, but the one thing I know, he believes in you and knows about you. But Satan wants to bind you. He wants to control you. He wants to control your thinking. He wants to control your thoughts. He wants to control your actions. He wants to keep you in the proverbial dark. He wants to keep you in the dark so you don't see things clearly. And what does he use? Something that I've been dealing with and talking about on special occasions. He uses fear tactics to keep you in your place. Fear. Dread. He tries to to move you in a direction, and he uses the reins of fear to put you there. Don't allow that. He keeps multitudes. Hear me when I tell you, because this is a fact. He keeps multitudes in the understanding of death more than life. We don't understand what it is to really live, to have the abundant life, but we sure do understand death. Most of us still walk in the shadow of fear and not the umbrella of faith. Did you hear me? Early this morning, the Lord said most people, they walk in the shadow of fear. Now notice that it's a shadow. It's just a shadow. Not under the umbrella, the covering of faith. God in heaven, if we could walk under the umbrella of faith, what could we accomplish together? So many of us then walk in the valley of failure. We keep failing. Why? Because we're moving by the reins of fear. So we walk in the valley of failure instead of the mountains of success. I want to be successful. But here's the thing, church, dear people. I want you to walk in at a mountaintop experience. I want you to have an abundance of success. I want you to be victorious. But there's no way you can be victorious with your eyes blinded with a foggy vision, without clear sight. This is important. And you know what? It doesn't matter how long you've been in the Word. I've heard people, Pastor Mike, I've had people that I've ministered to here recently and prayed for them, and boy, they felt the power of God. But when they went back out, Pastor Ariel, when they walked out the door, they put on the sunglass of fear, the sunglass of doubt. The sunglass of unbelief, even though they had a great experience, they allowed themselves to walk back into that, that status of being blinded by 
the, by fear's darkness. Now, I just told you a truth. Even though they're Christians, they still choose to put on the sunglass of doubt. I don't want that. If I leave a service or a prayer time and I'm happy, I want to maintain that happiness. I want to maintain that joy. So why do many, many people walk in the valley of failure? Because they never see their mountain of success because they keep allowing themselves to be blinded. Why? Why? They have no clear vision of the word of God, which is their hope. The word of God, which is their hope. I've quoted this before, but I think it merits saying it again. Someone quoted, life is what happens while you're making plans to do something else. I mentioned that on a service not too long ago. But I say, Alan Meshagin says, life is what happens when you're walking in the plan of God. That's real living. When I'm walking in the plan of God, I walk in his success. I walk in his dynamic power. I walk in the dunamis that the Bible talks about, that explosive power of the Holy Spirit. And I don't know about you, but I believe you need it. I believe you need it today. I need it today. We need the explosive power of the Holy Spirit so we can have the abundant life. God, we need to walk in the plan of God. So what happens? Many of us then, many that hear the word, they, they try to live out the word, they try to come to church. Now let me say this. You can't come to the church, go to church, you are the church, but when you come to the sanctuary one time a month, you're not going to be victorious. I'm going to promise you because we need to come together and I'll prove that a little long, a little later on, but we have to come together to feel the, and sense the power of God together. We need that. That's why I worship it. Well, let me go on because I'm going to get ahead of myself and you don't need that. Many never reach their full potential because of fear of failure. They will not step out because they're afraid to step out. They're afraid of what people will think when they step out or when they start to do something. Aren't you glad that Ford didn't think that way or the Wright brothers thought that way? They were laughed at and mocked, but they still developed a car. They still developed airplanes. Listen, many people that are doing great things today, they were laughed at years ago, but now they're taken very seriously because they've proven what they said. So many never reach their full potential because of fear of failure, fear of people's opinions, while others just fear a new direction. They fear a new position. They fear a new road that, can, that leads to a perfect destination. Listen, I don't want to fear something that's going to be helpful to me. You know, if you go to the doctor, you may fear the shot, Okay. But it's that shot, let's say you need a quick dose of antibiotics. It's that shot that puts it into your system. You may fear the shot and say, I don't want the shot. But let me tell you, the outcome of not having the antibiotics is far, far worse than the needle going in your arm. Amen? And that's fact. So people, they fear it, they don't do it. Some fear uh, wearing a mask because of the COVID. But let me tell you something. It's helped many, many people. We can argue about it. You can complain about it, but it still has been helpful. Am I right or wrong? I know that I'm right. Jesus said in John 14, verse 6, Pastor Kenny, he's excited today. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus said in John 14, 6, Jesus said unto him, I am. And a Jew could not say that. 
that I am because it speaks of God. But he was God. I am the way. <clears throat> I am the truth. I am the life. And no man can go to the Father but by me. Now understand what he's trying to say here. He's speaking about the vision. He's speaking about the clarity of sight. Now watch. So I ask this question. Can we walk in his way? Can we walk in his truth? Can we walk in his life? I say, yes, we can. Can you say that to me? Yes, we can. We can walk in all those things. But sometimes fear stops us. Sometimes the, the, the cloak of darkness comes over our eyes and we can't see it. So we can't, we can't walk in his way. We can't walk in his truth. We can't walk in his life. So I say, yes, we can, and we will, and you will today. What is Jesus saying? I believe I heard him say in this scripture that, listen, I understand who you are, and I have a plan for your life. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I have a plan for your life. Now, here's the deal. Do we have the courage to walk in it, live in it, walk it out? Do we have the courage? You'll never have that courage if you don't have clarity of sight. Clear vision, clear sight, because what we cannot see, Pastor Ariel, we'll never achieve. If you can't see it, you will never make it to that destination. You have to see it. If you see yourself victorious, you're on a good start. You see yourself walking in abundance, you're on a good, you have a good start. See yourself walking in prosperity, you have a good start. Bishop, why you, listen, if you see yourself healthy, it's a lot better than seeing yourself sick and depressed. So how do we live this out? How do we go through the process? How do we make these things happen? Because I want you to be successful. I want you to have clear sight today. First, you have to have confidence in the one who's speaking to you. You have to have confidence in the word that's coming forth. Am I right or wrong? You have to have confidence in the one that's giving you a plan for your life. If not, you will fail. You have to have confidence in the one giving you your life's plan. Then second, you have to have courage to step into that plan. You have to have courage. You can't just sit there and look at it. You have to say, I'm going to step into it. You have to have courage to step into your destiny. I wonder how many people that could have really made it in life, they didn't make it because they didn't have courage to step into it. They just didn't have that umbrella of faith that they could draw on to where they could step out into God's exploits. I want to step into my destiny. I want to step into it because if we step into our destiny, we have to step there and be there because that's where our success is. I have to believe in that. I have to believe in myself and the God in me. A, script, a verse Something that I've always said in ministry, how can the blind see if those seers are blind? The blind will never see. They'll never have clarity of vision because those that are teaching, those that are preaching, those that are leading are blind. So we do more harm for the gospel than we do help for the gospel. Why? Because people are observing us as we walk around with, without clarity of vision. They're watching us. It's time for those that call themselves Christians to have clarity of vision so we can walk out and live out the plan of God in our lives. 
So what are you saying? I'm just going to read a portion of this. But we must, as a people or the people of God, we must put on the whole armor of God. And we have to walk with the shield of faith. I just want to read this quickly. He says in Ephesians 6, 16, above all, at the head of the list, at the top of the mountain, he says, above all, take the helmet of the shield of faith. Above all, take the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts, the arrows of the wicked. If you don't think you're getting some arrows shot at you, friend, you are. And so what stops them is you being able to say, I know in whom I believe in. God is on my side. He is my shield. And watch what happens. You have to speak it, though. The next verse says you have to take the helmet of salvation, which is a process of life, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. But above all, above all those things, and you can read this for yourself in Ephesians 6, the whole chapter. Above all, he says, take the shield of faith. Why? Because you cannot be successful unless you take the shield of faith. You'll constantly be defeated. You'll constantly be wounded. You'll constantly be discouraged. You'll constantly be distraught. Like some of the people I've prayed for here recently, they get a boost, a, a real surge of the power of God and they leave here and what do they do? One little arrow and here they come down. They come floating down to earth, not realizing that if we'd have had the shield of faith, we could have stopped that. It takes faith to walk into your destiny. It takes faith to walk into your purposes and plan of God. It takes faith if you want to achieve. Remember, Satan wants to keep us right where we are in, with a death mindset. He wants us to only think about death, to live in death, which there's a lot of ways to do that. There's a lot of people living their lives in homes. We can see them all around us that many of them are not living. They're just surviving. They're living the life of, I call it a death life instead of a life giving life. So Satan wants to keep us with that death mindset of fear of Failure, or a spirit of I'm liable to die if I do this. Well, what, what about this? You might, you're liable to live. You're liable to be healed. You're liable to be saved. You're liable to be delivered. See, I'd rather step on the side of the shield of faith that says I can do these things. Instead of immortality, we don't think about immortality, which the Bible speaks of. We don't think of, speak of deathlessness. We never speak of the unending existence. We're always talking about when it's over. My God, I'm too old. I'm too sick. We don't have clear vision, clear sight. See, Satan wants to keep us in fear so we stay asleep in our fear. We don't see our true potential. But I read this verse this morning again, 1 Corinthians 15, 55. Oh, death, where is your sting? And I speak that to you today. Death, where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? Where is it? I don't believe that's just something to read at a funeral home or at a graveside. I believe we live in it now. I'm not going to walk around with the death mentality, with a fear-laden mentality. So death, where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, he says. And the strength of sin is the law. And that's where what the apostle was talking about. 
But watch this. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God. But thanks be to God. This is for you right now, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. What are we talking about? You need to have a clear sight of this, clear vision of this. Understand God has a purpose and plan for your life. You can be happy. You can be restored. You can walk in the abundant life. See, the things that I've spoken to you, whether you believe it or not, is truth. I believe in truth. But truth is a wonderful thing. And we say, well, I want the truth. It's a wonderful thing to have the truth if it's explored and not, ob not just explored observed i mean the thing is we can observe that you're out of shape but until you explore the reality that you're out of shape you'll never go out to do some exercises you explore you observe that you look in the mirror and you've gained a little weight you have to take it from observation into exploring different ways that you can lose that weight am i making my case case in point many just observe I observe the Lord's day, but few explore the riches of the Lord's day, the power of the Lord's day, because when we come together, there is a power in the house. The reason I'm ministering this way is because I want you to be successful. I want you to succeed, but many will never Succeed. Why? Because they stay on the same page of life. They just can't see where their where their next chapter is. Matter of fact, I'll be dealing with in a series here in the next few weeks. The next the next chapter. We just won't go on to the next chapter because there's many chapters in this book, but we refuse to go on. We kind of like to live in. They keep staying right where they are. Have you ever read a book and just read one page? They keep reading the same page of guilt, my guilt page. Oh, God, do you remember what I did when I was 17, 18 years old? You know what I did when I was 30, 35 years old? My God, I can't. They live in that guilt. They live in fear. They live in hurt. They live in loneliness. Why? They keep reading the same page of sickness and of failure. And even of some of us, you've been divorced. You understand you've got to go on. You have to go to another chapter in life. God help me. This is where the enemy wants to keep you. He wants to keep you focused on what was and not what is. It's time for you to go to the next chapter and see what God has in store for you. What do you mean by that, Bishop? 1 Corinthians 2.9. I'm going to be closing with this. But as it is written... I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of God the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Do you understand? I have a clear vision of this. I trust him that he said it's written, and so it is written, so it shall be. Can you say that? As it is written, so shall it be. He's saying my eye has not seen it, my ear has not heard it, and it's not even entered into the heart, Alan's heart, your heart, the things which God has prepared for them that love him. What is he saying? Have clear vision, have clear sight. Something good is coming your way if you'll only trust and obey and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe that today with all my heart. It's time for us to pray. It's time for us to believe what God is doing. And I believe God is wanting to set you up for success. He just wants to set you up and so you'll walk out of the, the valley of failure.
the valley of fear, the shadow of death. You can make it. I believe you have everything you need. If you've got Jesus on your side, you have everything you need to succeed. Matter of fact, not only to succeed, pastors, church, loved one, you not only have what you need to succeed, you have what you need to excel. See, I'm not just interested in succeeding. I want to excel in my success. Excel. Are you ready to pray? I believe God wants to change you today. With all my heart, I believe it. Let's pray. Father, I love you and I honor you. And Lord, before we ever started this service today, we had a prayer. And God, I believe that you're bringing people in from the east, the west, the north, and the south. I believe you're helping us to create a dream to awaken the world. And I believe, God, this is my purpose and the purpose of the East-West Church is to help people out of their despondency, out of their despair, out of their sense of failure. God, wake them up today and let them see clearly that you are, you're the apple of his eye. He's given us the ability to be called sons and daughters of God. And I believe he's helping us right now. I believe he's setting us up for success. And I believe he's setting us up for excellence. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I know it will come to pass because we speak it. And the one sitting here with me today, we're agreeing that you will be changed. You will be transformed. And all things will become new. In the name of Jesus, take these words today and grow. And take the scales from your eyes. In Jesus' name. And it shall come to pass. I want to thank you so very much for watching. And I know you've already started to think about, I need to share this with someone. Share it. I need to subscribe to YouTube. Subscribe. Whatever you do, we need to do this together. Listen, so many people now are not even going to church because they're fearful of COVID. They're fearful of, of all these things that could come upon them. Hear me. I will not fear as long as I walk under the umbrella of faith because God is with us. God is with us. God is with us. So God bless you. I love you. And until next time, just know that God is on your side.